Welcome to The Untrue Show, my personal journal covering pop culture, millennial life, relationships, and career from an untrue point of view, hosted by me, Dana Jones. And I have to apologize. I feel like I've been away for way too long, but I'm back for the long haul and life updates. I'm so excited, but I finished all my classes for my MBA and yeah, it's a big feeling of relief and excitement and yeah, all good things. Um, I think it's one of those moments where it's like, I've been working really hard for this and I'm really excited and happy to be finished, but I'm also feeling a little bit bittersweet because our international trip was canceled, our graduation was canceled, and the last time I saw my classmates wasn't the last time I thought it was going to be, so all those things are really bittersweet, but the sweet, sweet, sweet part is being at the end and accomplishing a big goal that I set out for myself and put a lot of time and money into and energy and Learned a lot about myself through the process as well. So I'm excited and you guys should be excited too because I'm going to have so much more time to give to my podcast and I've really been missing it. And being away really makes me realize how much I genuinely enjoy podcasting. I mean, I'm so glad that I started this podcast and this new venture and can't wait to see what level it goes to next. So this week I'm going to talk about something that... I noticed on social media and it really inspired me and kind of got my juices flowing and got me excited just because we're in the midst of such an interesting time politically and, you know, being in the pandemic and all the news cycle being a little bit stressful to say the least and kind of (laughs) doomsday-ish. That's what I feel like I'd call it. But I, um, I I know I've talked about this before, how much I really, really have a good time on TikTok. And so I want to talk a little bit about this TikTok, TikTok, tick, (laughs) is that what we call them? But yeah, a TikTok video that went viral that just made me feel good inside. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen it, but it's actually a viral TikTok featuring this guy named Nathan and he films himself casually skateboarding drinking ocean spray cran raspberry to the Fleetwood Mac song dreams and basically goes viral like there's all these parodies when I saw last week had this guy like skateboarding in Charlotte North Carolina and eating fried chicken to dreams um there's one I saw like a fashion blogger like getting dressed and skateboarding she was really in a wagon being pulled by her her Instagram husband, her real husband, but anyway, <laughs> so she was being pulled by her husband and, and changing into jackets and she clothes. Um, I really enjoyed that one, but the TikTok went viral and the parodies were just really cool too. Um, and after that happened, the song, which actually came out in 1977, made it on the hot 100 charts like it became a a most listened to song I think a lot of people who are in Gen Z maybe discovered the song for the first time maybe across other generations too who hadn't quite heard it which is interesting because the first time I really got into Fleetwood Mac had to be when Landslide came out the Dixie Chicks version and researching back to find out that was originally a um, Fleetwood Mac song and hearing the original version and then I ended up seeing Glee and they literally did a whole episode covering the album Rumors, the Fleetwood Mac album that um, Dreams is actually on. 
And so, yeah, isn't that ironic? Like being introduced to Fleetwood Mac on a Glee episode. <laughs> Very millennial-esque, right? So I um, heard a lot of the songs through that episode, and then I went and listened to my own. And then I want to say the first season of The Voice, I actually was really into it. And a guy and a girl were paired together, and they sang Leather and Lace. And it was like the best song the lyrics were so great the two people singing it together were awesome and I fell in love with that song that day too so I would venture to call myself a Fleetwood Mac fan um I definitely think that they have some great songs and I enjoy listening to them um so long story short Glee got me to be a fan hearing about them in the mainstream got me to be a fan and oh another way I learned about Fleetwood Mac music was through Bootylicious which is actually a sample of a Stevie Nicks song uh, who's in Fleetwood Mac so tying it all together but anyway not the point of the whole podcast uh I think that they make great music and Dreams is no exception to that it's a pretty great song um continuing on with Nathan's story who filmed himself skateboarding to the song Dreams on TikTok went viral um, a couple, a couple weeks after that, Ocean Spray um, joins TikTok, and the CEO gives Nathan this cranberry red Nissan truck. Um, TikTok takes the original video of Nathan, and they use it in their ads to show how TikTok influences the culture. Perfect tie-in because his video literally influenced so many people. It influenced the music charts. It influenced parodies. It even influenced the brand to get on TikTok. Ocean Spray was not on TikTok before this all happened. So influence everywhere. Uh, Mike Fleetwood joined TikTok, who was a member of Fleetwood Mac. He recreates the original video with Ocean Spray. Stevie Nicks joins TikTok and her first video is herself lacing up some skates singing to dreams with ocean spray like biggest flex of all time <laughs> imagine having influence enough to film yourself with a song and then have the artists who made the song make their own parodies of themselves doing similar to what you're doing so i think all the kudos goes to nathan for making something and creating a moment uh which marketers like me are often being asked to do and I think the cool thing about Nathan is his was really unintentional. He was just having fun and drinking ocean spray, cran raspberry. I mean, I don't know anybody that drinks that ever. <laughs> and it's funny because ocean spray said they had their drink became more famous than it's been in decades after this video went big. And I looked at their other social media channels and the, at the time that I looked like their Twitter was not even on this story. Like their Twitter was, it looked like it was being run on some pre-planned content that was just being posted. If you work in social or um, marketing, you know what I'm talking about. But if you don't, what I mean by that is a lot of brands and companies use what's called a content calendar, content plan. And it looked like what they were running on their Twitter was business as usual content and like nothing had happened and they didn't have this big viral moment. And I think that was a loss for them because if you ever have managed a social media account and had a big viral moment, like you need to jump on that moment. I always think about Red Lobster when Beyonce released Formation, how they were like not on it and everybody was tweeting about them. 
it's like they didn't want to be associated with it at all which okay i can see why you might not want to be associated but with it but i think in some way you need to jump into the conversation or try to engage with the conversation or at least ride the wave a little bit i think it's a fail to not try to do so or to not change or pivot from your initial business as usual plan because there should always be some flexibility in your marketing plan to pivot a little bit uh i know when i made content calendars a little bit more actively i would always think about stuff that had a longer life shelf because you're going to have these viral moments and you're going to have these random days of the year like national cookie day and on national cookie day you want to post about cookies you don't want to post about pie so maybe your post about pie is something that's more evergreen that you can post anytime like pie could apply to pie fridays and cookies could apply to cookie fridays in case a big viral moment happens on national cookie day flip it and use it another time and jump on the wave that's happening that day like don't miss the wave i mean if you're a surfer gear i'm going with that <laughs> but anyway uh i think i think the cool story about it is he did something and it was very natural and unplanned and not predictable and it had a lot of influence across the web and it gave a lot of people joy and his account just blew up i mean he got whole free truck so imagine posting one tiktok and having such a impression online and on the culture that the brand buys you a truck like i don't know if nissan promoted this but i hope that they jumped on the wave too because it was a nissan truck that he got that was cranberry cranberry raspberry color cranberry raspberry color so i'm thinking like a maroon red something like that i know when i looked at the truck it wasn't like a bright red it was more of a a, a cranberry color which ties very closely into nathan's favorite drink which is the cran raspberry beyond that i really want to talk about the song dreams because I went and listened to the words and then I read up a little bit about it and it as I listened to it the words just kind of say not really what I would think are encouraging words to like go after your dreams in a, in some way so it's literally a song about breaking up and kind of moving on and it's like now there you go again and you say you want your freedom and it's like you want to get away from something or escape from something and that is a way to pursue your dreams and to be free and to open up your heart. But I think it's the title doesn't exactly relate to the song in the way I'd expect it to when I hear a song that's called Dreams. You know, it's not as optimistic. <laughs> but the good thing is in real life, you know, when we have those moments like breakups or, you know, leaving a job or leaving an MBA program like I'm doing now, it there is some brightness there and there is some light there and though it may feel kind of sad for the moment like I said the bittersweet part there's some good on the other side of it and I think maybe that's what that song was getting at like you want to get away I'm not going to hold you back I'm going to let you go be free and maybe this is the good this is something positive that's going to happen for both of us because a lot of times at least for me when I break up with someone the next thing that I go to is a little bit better than the thing I left behind so um and that comes to personal breakups and even like work breakups which would be like quitting a job or leaving a job so speaking of that I am in this really interesting place professionally 
So as I get my MBA, I think automatically like, okay, everything has to change now. Everything's going to shift. And given the state of the world, things are not exactly falling into place like I thought they would. I mean, I never thought, because this didn't happen when I went to undergrad. Like you go, you get your degree, and then automatically you have this amazing career and life is peaches and plums and, you know, just going so amazing because that's not really realistic and it's definitely not in line with the reality that I face professionally. But I did think like, okay, I'm doing this and there's going to be a change not an immediate one, but a gradual one. And so I'm pretty patient uh, and I'm in it for the long haul. So I know in the long haul, you know, it'll be really beneficial that I got my master's degree. But as I look at where my career is now, um, as I think about what I want to do next, I really had to go back to what is the dream that I had for my professional life? What is the dream career? What is that dream job? It's not out of reach. Um, but it is slightly different from what I'm doing now. And having that revelation with myself, like the kid in Dana, um, never thought she'd be doing what I'm doing now and doesn't really like it. So what does that kid in me who's still there, what is that kid saying? Like, you need to move in this direction. You need to go in this direction. What are your dreams telling you? Because every night I've been having this reoccurring dream that's like, this is where you're supposed to be. This is what you're supposed to do. But fear creeps in in the day and it's like, no, (laughs) that's not it. Um, So I think the good thing about being in a pandemic is we have a lot of time to spend with ourselves and think about these things because it's caused us all to slow down. It's been this really great equalizer in a sense to force us to think about those dreams and pay attention to them and uh, it gets a little scary. I'm not going to lie. It's definitely a little scary. Um, it's definitely a little scary thinking of the present, but I don't want that to hinder me from thinking about the future because there's so much good that's ahead, you know, looking at it that way and looking at the dreams, <laughs> even though sometimes they might feel a little bit bad or like nightmares. Um, there's something to learn there and something that's going to propel me to that next level. So I, love seeing things like this happen on social because like I said everybody's hoping for this viral moment and we're all doing these things to make them happen but when they happen like this this is almost in a sense a little bit magical because you just don't expect it but it just gives you so much joy and it's so much fun and that's the way I look at it when I see stories like this um there's this other TikTok account that I follow and the guy Actually, he's been walking up to people in like really fancy cars and he's like, hey, what do you do? And so he walks up to this one car and asks them that. And the car basically says, I'm a watch dealer. Follow my Instagram. And he gives his handle. And so the guy who told his Instagram followers or told everybody on the TikTok to follow his Instagram, his page blew up and he ends up going back to the guy who's asking everybody, like, what do you drive? And he says, I got you this custom Rolex. (laughs) So imagine your video on TikTok having such an impact that a business comes and gives you a free Rolex. Like, imagine. I think 
so often like there's influencers out there who are getting paid to do things and I'm all for insta influencer marketing but sometimes I believe that um moments like this are are equally you know equally a good payoff for brands like literally this guy got so many followers that he goes back to give him a free Rolex so I'm pretty sure he didn't just get followers he probably got business and I just love stories like that. <laughs> um, I think for me, it's just good to see things like this happening because sometimes when you work at a company or you work for a brand, there's so many politics or people preventing you from doing good marketing and preventing you from getting good results. And I'm not saying that as an excuse. I'm just saying that as a reality uh, for I have always have people reaching out to me like how do I get into marketing how do I get into social media this is one of those things I tell you is probably a con of working in the business because you want to do great work I think we all want to do great work and even the people that we market on behalf of want to do great work if you're a marketer helping someone else market their business or helping a salesperson but where there's resistance and there's challenges sometimes your budget isn't going to be enough or the person you work with is going to challenge what you know or your expertise and want to fight with you and break you down to the point where it's like it makes the campaign that you're executing not as great as it could be and it hurts and it's painful and it sucks because oftentimes we can't take full ownership or credit for the work that we're doing because we're working with someone else and so when it doesn't go as well it it it's painful because you're like, oh, I know this could have gone so much better. For instance, I uh, helped a salesperson do some different emails at work and the content was just not very good. And then we made this form that was like super, super long and everything that we did just was not in line with marketing best practices. But the expectation of the salesperson was to make like $30,000 off the email and told me that expectation after the content was all together and we were ready to put out the door and after I felt like I'd fought every battle I could to try to make this meet best practices and be good and get us the return on the investment and the time of putting it all together and really make it something worthwhile and there was so much fighting and so much back and forth to get it to a good place that it never got to where it needed to be and it didn't get that goal like we didn't meet the goal because the content just wasn't very good and I think that's one of the the cons I tell people who want to work in marketing like this is something you're constantly going to face throughout your career you're constantly going to be challenged about what you know how well you do it um about your expertise it's going to be a constant battle and constant fight and I'm sure other industries have to deal with this but specifically in marketing I found it to be one of the most frustrating parts of being in the space. It's like, you know, something can be so much better, but there's only so much you can do to get it to a point where it needs to be. And my heart really goes out to the people that manage social media accounts, especially right now, as all the Black Lives Matter things came out uh, and some of the performative actions of companies during everything that was going on then, because if you go off on someone on Twitter, you're not going off on a machine. That's actually a person who's probably helping run the Twitter account 
for the organization and that person has feelings and even if you have a sour taste for the brand you're talking to someone who has to manage your attitude or manage your vitriol online that's coming to them and I'm so much more sympathetic when I have problems with brands or when I have problems with people online who are offering support because they're dealing with so much nastiness people are so ugly behind computer screens and I of course have had some not so great experiences with companies but I really try to not get ugly with people on social media Um, a lot of times I found more success in sending an email um not posting reviews or anything like that in a state of anger but just sending an honest email about my experience as a customer to whoever needs to hear it. I, a couple years back, had never made any purchases at Bloomingdale's. And I went to Lenox Mall and went into Bloomingdale's and I found this perfume that I loved. It was a Victor and Rolf perfume. And I was in love with it. And the day that I purchased it, they were doing a sale where I could buy it and get the bottle engraved. And... I just thought it would be a special gift. Like I am a perfume person and I love an engraved perfume bottle because that makes it even more personalized and it was a refillable bottle. So almost like a keepsake. And I went ahead and made the purchase that day and made arrangements to come pick it up later. Well, a couple weeks go by and I'm like calling to check on it because I had paid for the perfume that day and was expecting to be able to come pick it up in a couple weeks or a couple days but weeks had gone by and I was like you know definitely feeling away because I paid for this perfume and I was getting a little bit concerned and so I finally found an email of the person I think I want to say the beauty manager on LinkedIn sent him an email and just was like hey I'm a first-time shopper at Bloomingdale's and I just really don't want my experience with the brand to be ruined over something like this because I paid for a perfume I never received it and I would just really love to understand what's going on um about this process like you know when can I get my bottle um all those things so the manager ended up responding to me and really went above and beyond to make this a good experience and it meant so much because I had never shopped there before and he really made me want to be a repeat shopper. He refunded me my money, um, sent a really heartfelt message back. Like, we want you to be a Bloomingdale's fan for life. Uh, What we're going to do is give you the upgraded bottle of perfume, give you a refund. We will hand deliver it to wherever you'd like for us to deliver it. And I was not expecting anything like that, but my opinion of the brand is solid. Like I think positively of that brand because they really went above and beyond to make a wrong right. And it was really a wrong. I mean, I felt a way because I felt like this shouldn't be happening to me. I mean, I paid for something. I was expecting to get something like, why didn't I get it? But I didn't want to take it online. And, and what you might not know as a customer is as soon as you take a comment or a tweet, let's say you write on a Facebook post and comment below something or you tweet about it or you write on Instagram about it everybody sees that and so if you've had a really sour experience I know you know you really want to get a little ugly 
everybody sees that there and that's the worst thing you could do to someone who works in marketing you need you should take it to a dm if you can or take it to an email really put it on the timeline as a last resort <laughs> don't do that i mean i know like i said people get really upset about this but i think you're gonna find it better for yourself and better for the person or brand that you're talking to if you take it to email and there's really no reason to get super ugly uh, try to just be straightforward if you've had a negative experience about something but you know no name calling no going off like I said be sensitive because someone has to read this and that someone might not be at fault for your experience as a whole so be a little bit more considerate especially with everything we're going through right now right <laughs> So anyway, I am so happy to be back podcasting again. And like I said, I really enjoyed watching Nathan's original video. I've enjoyed watching the parodies and the follow-ups and all of the influence that he's put out there on the world because of the original post and even the ad. I mean, the ad is very spot on talking about TikTok's influence on the world or the culture I think that's a very honest statement. TikTok does influence the culture and it has made my experience during the pandemic so much better watching TikTok videos and trying out dances and just to keep it real. I'm looking for as much joy as possible as we navigate everything we're going through in this pandemic season and heading into the cold weather. I definitely want to spend my time in places and with people and enjoying content that gets me excited and doesn't bring me down. So I'm all for a good viral story. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. If you like, you can follow me on social media. I am the great Dana J on Instagram and Twitter and my Facebook page too. If you would like to email me episode suggestions, my email address is Dana at thegreatdanaj.com and my blog is thegreatdanaj.com too. Check that out. Thank you so much for listening and I will be back soon. Talk to you guys then. Bye. <laughs>